0: Hey there and welcome to the Two Mom Life Podcast, a show for moms like us balancing it all and ready to live an inspired and full life. Everybody, welcome. I'm your host Jody Freed, mom of four, Jewish community professional, and mother's empowerment coach. Motherhood is a journey and on this podcast, inspired by Jewish thought, you will learn from other moms Receive practical advice and loads of inspiration. Motherhood is messy and certainly not perfect. So, here is to mom life, to finding your way, to finding perfect moments. Here, is to you. Hey guys, welcome back to the Two Mom Life podcast. What a year! What a whirlwind! We have just completed season one of the podcast and aired a very amazing, beautifully done anniversary episode a couple of weeks ago. I wanted to keep you guys in the loop about what's coming next and what to expect. Over the next few weeks, me and my team are going to be replaying some really worthwhile episodes from season one. And this is going to give us a little bit of a chance to rest up and gear up for season two rest is so, so important and crucial and something that I'm trying to take to heart as well. So (laughs) use that as a little reminder for yourselves, rest when things are crazy and when you've done a lot or accomplished something small or big, it's always okay to take a break and rest. So that's what we're doing for the next few weeks. In September, you can expect season two to kick off with bite-sized episodes, five-minute episodes with tools like meditations and little bits and pieces of inspiration from me to help you tackle and take on the Chagim, the holiday season with grace. It's obviously a very stressful time with Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and everything you know, in short succession. And so we're going to keep it short, sweet, and really practical. And the things that'll help you, right? As a mom, as a Jewish mom today in October is when season two will kick off in full force with interviews and solo episodes similar to what you heard in season one. If you have any guests, any mentors, anyone who you would love to hear on the podcast, Send me an email, send me a DM on Instagram. I would love to hear your suggestions and I'm always here for you. So Two Mom Life is focused on helping make your life a little easier and helping you as a mom, especially as a Jewish mom, be more supported and resourced so that you have the tools to take on motherhood in all its joy and delight and in all its messiness and hardship. So thank you for joining me on the Two Mom Life podcast. It's such a joy. I really appreciate that you choose to spend your time here with me. So definitely tune in to these episodes over the next few weeks. We have some really, really awesome episodes that we'll be re-releasing for you. And then stay tuned in September for bite-sized episodes to help you take on the high holiday season with grace. Bye for now. Everybody, welcome. On today's episode, we hear firsthand about what it is like to raise an unconventional Jewish family. In the episode, I talk with Rabbison Chavi Brooke. So Chavi and her husband, Rabbi Chaim Brook are the heads of the Jewish community in Bozeman, Montana, which is where I met them. When we were living there for a few years and they're they're great friends and just spectacular people what sets Chaim and Javi or should I say one thing (laughs) that sets them apart from so many others is Javi is a mother of five adopted children and her children come from a variety of places and a number of backgrounds Javi outlines in our interview, the struggles and, you know, rewards, the challenges and the complexities of raising an unconventional family. And she also touches on her uplifting experience about learning about their infertility and the life lessons that she gained from her acceptance of it and decision to bring adopted children into their home. So she is an absolutely amazing role model and I know that you are going to just love this interview and I hope that for those of you out there who are toying with adoption or maybe are experiencing infertility, I hope that this gives you a little bit of inspiration, a little bit of hope and Also, you should all know that Chavi and Rabbi Chaim are so open to talking with anybody about about this and about their experience. So please feel free to reach out to them or reach out to me if you want to talk more about this. And here, it's Chavi Brooke. Hey, everyone, and welcome. Today is going to be a treat because I'm here with Chavi Brooke who was my Reviton in Bozeman, Montana when we were living there a few years ago and she is an absolute powerhouse and inspiration not only for me but I know for many many women and people families out there. So we are going to be talking about raising an unconventional family and this is a topic that I think is affecting more and more people, more and more couples in the Jewish world. So going to be a really valuable conversation. But before we dig in, Javi, can you just introduce yourself?
1: Hi, it's such an honor to be here. Um, my name is Javi Brooke, and I'm from Bozeman, Montana. And we've been here for the last 13 years. We miss Jodi and her family terribly. Yeah, <laughs> we got to Which was so nice. Um, and yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, this is great. Um, and so tell us a little bit about your family. And you know, your experience and just what that looks like for you. Okay. So
1: um, we have a pretty unconventional family. Right now we have um, five adopted children, thank God. And we um, embarked on this adoption journey. um, I would say starting about 12 years ago, Um, we got a pretty definite infertility diagnosis. And we were determined to be able to raise a family. So we were just um, having to find alternative ways to do that. And so we started on the adoption journey a little over 10 years ago, we adopted our first child, Chaya, from, um, she was born in Russia. And um, it was really such an amazing experience being able to create a family and and have those dreams that we all have. And then slowly but surely, we kept on growing our family through many different um, stories and scenarios. Um, So we have ZC, who's nine, and Manny, who's six, almost seven. And he is um, biracial. He is quite, you know, an amazing, entertaining, um, (laughs) on our toes. And then, and then we adopted, um, a 12 year old almost like three and a half years ago. So that was also different. Um, all our previous children we adopted as newborns. And, um, so adopting a 12 year old was definitely a a change of course a little, um, and that has its own amazing, challenging journey. And then we have Hanalea who's two and a half. So that is what our family looks like right now. And it's, pretty wild
0: (laughs) so so beautiful and it's just been a joy to see your family grow and to see how you guys have just really been able like there's so much joy infused in your home and i think guys if if javi like excellent at everything it's really at putting her kids and her family first like that is something that i think you do incredibly well because your kids also have like Challenges abiding mean, beyond what most. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Great. So, um, what what was it like for you? Like, I know it's a hard it's a hard topic, but like, once you had received that diagnosis, pretty firm infertility diagnosis, like you said, what was it like embarking as a Lubavitch Jewish young couple? And you're from a big family. Rabbi Brook is also from a pretty big family, so what was that like for you? And did you have to come to terms with adoption or just like talk to us about that? Cause I know people are struggling with these same questions.
1: Yeah, um, for sure. So, you know, there's always a little bit of benefits of being like young and naive, right? So, um, I was, I think I would say 23. I don't remember if I was like, Yeah, I was like 23 when we got that firm diagnosis, really young. And at the same time though, like have facing this huge shift in what I thought my life was going to look like. One, one thing about me is that I'm, I'm really, it's hard for me to like, just not have anything to do. So I didn't, I, I didn't really give myself a chance to like really think too much about, you know, how life-changing this is and how Mm. scary it is and how sad it is. I didn't really Mm. give enough of time to grieve about it looking back. But on the other hand, I think that Hashem puts us on this path. And I think that if I maybe would have fallen into that too soon I wouldn't have been able to get out you know hmm. so I really was just like action oriented I'm like okay well there's not a chance that I'm gonna live in this world without a family like I couldn't fathom that right I couldn't wrap my brain around that so I'm like well what are our other options and I immediately dove into the world of adoption and and like you said being a lavavature, From Jew. Um, it was really very rare. And especially in the in the Chabad world, I I didn't know anybody who who had done it, you know. But my husband and I were just like, we're gonna, we're gonna do this. And we literally started from scratch and just plowed through all the you know legalities of information and and then just putting it out there that we were looking and you know, it's just so clear that Hashem had this path for us. It was, you know, it's, it's been a, it's been a crazy journey, something that I wouldn't change for the world. As I get older and you have to, you know, I'm a very big fan of therapy and Mm. really um, starting to get in touch with your emotions. And, and, and um, so I, I've been doing that for years, but through that process, I've learned that You know, I need to take some more time to, to grieve the reality that I had lost, and then embrace my new reality. So I've been able to do that over the years. Like and like we always talk about in any area, grief isn't linear, right? So grief can come and go, and something can trigger something. You know, I'm come from a big family. There's always somebody who's pregnant and having babies, right? So sometimes I feel really okay about it, and sometimes I'm like, God, I wish that was me. You know? Yeah. but having the tools to be able to process that and be okay with those emotions, right? And not be like, yo, I have no right to be upset because thank God I have a beautiful family and why do I even care anymore, right? Because those feelings would cross my mind. But no, it's okay to be upset. It's okay to sit with those feelings. And then what I found is that when I allow myself to sit with those feelings and validate them, they usually can move through me in a lot faster and healthier way. And then I feel okay, right? Instead of if I would stuff them down and push them away and not. Allow myself or give myself the room to 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 grieve, then it comes out sideways in many other different ways. Yeah, um, so that's kind of been the process for me.
0: Wow, and is that something that you learned through your just through life, or you know, did you learn these skills like through therapy specifically, or combination? Yeah, I think
1: it's a little bit of both. Like as you know, as you get older and you are experiencing more life experiences. And then when you're raising your children and you want them to be able to process emotions in a healthy way, then you start to realize, well, you know, I better be doing that too, right? One of the most amazing things I've learned is the greatest gift that you can give your child is your own self-discovery. So when you start to figure out who you are, you want your children to be able to have healthy behaviors, process their emotions in a healthy way, um, be okay with who they are no matter what, right? You've gotta do that for yourself. And then they feel safe and secure in feeling confident in who they are because they see that that you are doing the same work they are. So that's been one of the, the greatest things I've learned through this journey is sometimes we we want to do what's best for our kids right and we're so focused on well I want them to be happy and I want them to be this and I want them to be that and I want them and I want and we forget that they have their own life to live and their own journey and you're not you're not able to do it for them you are their safety net and you're Mm -hmm. their their inspiration and their their you know, their ability to explore the world is the, is having you as a safe place to land. But we can't determine what, you know, how they're going to live their life and all those outcomes that we wish for them. I hope this and I hope that. So why don't we start figuring out what is in our control, which is how we behave and how we act and how we interact with the world. And that's the greatest gift you can give them because then they'll, you know, kids, uh, What's that? what's that phrase? They I don't know, whatever it is that they're, they're much more inclined to follow in your footsteps on your actions than on what, if you're just talking right yeah. and living.
0: Yeah. 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 That's so beautiful. I love that. And that is that whole self-discovery journey. It never ends. And there's the concept of Judaism that you're always growing. So it's just, you know, so in exactly. line with yeah. I always
1: say, it's, it's not like there's an end goal. It's not like, oh my gosh, you finally reached it and you are, you're done the journey, right? It's a yeah. lifetime journey. And yeah. like I always say as well, it's not about the end goal. It's about the actual journey and the trajectory that you're going. So if you're moving upwards and you're, and you're on a path of better, right? Always trying to be better then that. And then that's all that you, that's all that you need to do, right? There's no, like when I reach here, I'll be done, right? You're all, there'll be, you know, that's, that's not what we believe. We always believe that there's, oh, the other quote that is my favorite is from Brad Reedy, who is one of my favorite parenting guides lately. And he he said the most amazing thing. And he said, and it so resonated with me because it's something that I think all of us as mothers can relate. And he said, at any given moment, we are doing the best we can and we can do better. Uh Uh-huh. You know, so it's like, it just encapsulates everything. Like, we are always as moms doing the best we can, Yes. but there's always more to strive for. <laughs> and that is happening simultaneously. And I think that is so profound and so true because you can tell yourself, I'm doing my best and then get, get yourself off the hook, right? Yes. Or you can beat yourself up for not doing good enough. But yes. in, this, in this statement, it's both, right? We're all doing the best we can. And we always—it's all good, can, yeah. At, and it's all good, and we can always be learning and doing better. Yeah. So that was what is when I heard that and I, when I read that, it was just like, yes, yes. that is yes. so true. Like this is our life as moms. Like it's two opposite things can be happening at the same time.
0: Yeah, and that's so amazing, beautiful. I'm so happy that you that you brought that in into this. What what about your kids? Do they since they all do look different and you know, some, some actually do look like you guys, (laughs) but others don't, like, how, (laughs) (laughs) I know, random, you know, (laughs) how, how is that for them, and how does that, like, affect the family dynamic, or do they ever, or you ever experience, you know, people just being, I don't know, not, not so nice about this whole situation?
1: yeah um so it's really good question Uh, from the beginning we've always been really open about our journey and our kids journey and their story so um it's something that they're really proud of and it is something that they talk about and we talk about you know age appropriately for each of each of the kids like their story and where they were born and how we were so um fortunate to have them as part of our family and and so instead of it being something that is like I always say like, when you keep a secret, it's usually something that you don't want people to know because you're embarrassed or it's something that is not positive, but by being so open about it and it's, it's okay. Right. And it's something that is like, you have brown hair, you're tall, you're adopted. You're, you know what I'm saying? It's just one of the facts of life. And, um, and they're all, thank God so far, they've all been really embracing that part of their, their journey and their life. And they, and they love to share about it and they like to talk about it. Um, I think always they will, you know, we're always going to encounter people who um, aren't as sensitive as we hope. Right. Yeah. And a lot of times it's a lot of people, times people mean well and just don't really know what can be hurtful and, and what can't be, Um, especially with many. And he, he's, he's definitely sticks out. He's, you know, he's black and none of the rest of our family aren't. And I, I really think it's about, similar to what we talked to before is like what are you modeling for your children, right? Yeah. If you're modeling that, like this is our family and this is no big deal. And we we, you know, this is just we don't shrink from it or we're not hiding from it and we're not self conscious about yeah. it. And we and so then they can walk with pride and and they can feel comfortable too. And not and I'm like I was like I said, I'm not gonna be able to protect him or any of my children from things that people say. Um, but what I do hope I can do is provide for them the self-confidence to know that when someone's saying that to them, it's not about them, right? Yeah. It's about their own prejudices or their own um hardships in life that they're not knowing how to process. And so that is my hope that they, they, they understand that and they're compassionate too, right? And they understand that you know, they said something not nice to me, but I understand that this is not about me and I'm going to behave in a way that's compassionate towards them. Yeah. Right. And so that's my hope, you know, you yeah, know, and you that's know. a lesson for all of us. Exactly. And, and I think it's just developing a little bit of a thicker skin and not, not being able, uh, there's another thing that I read that was also so great is don't be so easily offended, right? Yeah. Like it's okay. Somebody says something you don't like, move on. Like you don't have right. to take it so, to- Personally, it's not you know it's not really about you and um, growing that little bit of a thicker skin and also at the same time educating in a positive way right and just be talk the, just the mere fact of talking about adoption yeah. allows awareness to develop and then people start to understand a little bit more of, wh- of what it's about and people are curious and they ask questions and most people want to be sensitive most people don't want to hurt your feelings you know so being open to even talking about it can help mitigate some of those negative encounters that we might have.
0: Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Now, um, we're, coming, we're coming to the end and it's so fun to talk to you and connect with you, especially about this, this topic. Um, I wanna turn it over to you to tell everyone where to get in touch with you. And I know you just started a new blog, which is super exciting. I everyone, did. One quick question that I want to ask you, maybe you can answer in like two seconds. But for people who do want to look into adoption or who know people who might want to, what's their first step? Just in like two seconds.
1: Okay. Well, there's the practical step is if you're even considering adoption, there's all these um, technical things that you have to do. So the first thing I always tell people is if even if it's something that you want to do and you're looking into do, get your home study, get all your legalities done because If you go down that path and something does come up, you will be ready, Mm. right? And you will legally be able to adopt. Other than that, after that, it depends on which route you want to go. There's adoption agencies that you can sign up for, or there's the private route and you just are word of mouth and you're creating connections. um, And we're always happy to help with that. People are always looking for that, like, how do you get your kids, you know? And that secret sauce. And it really isn't. It really is just putting your nose to the grind, and um getting your name out there signing up for whatever adoption agencies work for you and your criteria and and there's no like magic you know secret answer unfortunately yeah. um so
0: yeah just great so get your yeah. home study and yeah just take those steps thank you i think um yeah that's helpful um, yeah so now take a uh, tell us about your blog and where people can find you okay so um i
1: had this blog in the making for almost a year. It took way longer than expected. But I finally launched this week and it's super exciting. And the name of my blog is called clearasmud.blog. I think a lot of us um moms can relate to that feeling of like nothing's ever clear, right? We don't always have the perfect answer. We don't always know exactly what we're doing. Half the time we're just flying off the cuff and doing the best yep. we can. And so uh, my blog will address all these things that we talked about, motherhood, uh, health and wellness, because I'm super passionate about that as well. Travel and adventure, because we love to travel. Um, living in Montana, which is always yes. unique. And... Yes. Um, always, you always got to have food, right? So, and so it it, it really has a broad variety of subjects we're going to cover. And I'm super excited to be able to share and hopefully create a wonderful community that can support each other. And you can also find me on Instagram right now. It's under my name, Javi Brooks, C-H-A-V-I-E-B-R-U-K.
0: And we just have a lot of fun. Yay. That's fantastic. And we will post those links as part of the series. So again, thank you so much for joining me. And everybody, we'll see you next time. Yeah, it was such a pleasure. Thanks, Jody. Thank you for tuning in to the Two Mom Life podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please remember to rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to learn more about me and my work helping moms feel filled and in balance or helping moms integrate family adventures, big and small, into mom life, or to explore how we can work together, visit my website, loveadventuremom.com or find me on Facebook and Instagram at the handle loveadventuremom. Till next time, l'chaim to life.